Hey baddies. Okay, so here's the deal this week, or this episode, or whatever we're doing here. Welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, a podcast where we're going to just talk about tarot for the rest of our lives. Um, I am sick currently. I've been sick for a week about, um, I know I don't sound that bad right now, but it's, it's just the medicine. It's that I've been taking so much allergy medicine and just doing all of the nasal sprays. <laughs> like, so like the, when you hit like the membrane in your nose and your eyes just start watering and it's, it's so painful. That's been me for the past week. Um, I'm not sure what's wrong with me. I have, I have a little sneaking suspicion that it might be Miss Delta, um, because when I first got sick, it was like my entire body was aching and I was coughing and I never cough. I famously say that on this podcast, even though I'm constantly <laughs> congested, I like never, ever cough. Um, the last time I literally had a like coughing fit was when I had my upper respiratory infection coming back from Indonesia and Australia and like the end of 2019, which I do believe was COVID, uh, at the time. But it obviously hasn't stopped me from being sick again. That's what this is. I would like to get a test, um, but I'm in Louisiana. And we are so bad. We're in such bad shape with COVID that it's back to the point where it's, like, getting hard to get a test. Like, a lot of our urgent cares are closing early because they have to, like, give their resources and staff to the hospitals. Um, it's like back to where you are in line for hours at a time to try to get a COVID test. So I'm just kind of monitoring myself. I'm staying away from people, of course. I mean, I've been doing that the whole pandemic anyway. And also my, that's my favorite thing to do is just to be away from people. And I've been wearing my mask in my house and, you know, my parents are fine. They're totally, their immune systems are golden. I have the worst immune system. I always say it's like two sticks of gum and like a thread and it's all holding it all together. My immune system is shit. So, um, I am sick. I, I, it could be Miss Delta that it's lasting this long and that like I'm having the body pain, I'm having like the wooziness and I have the cough, which I never have, or it could be really severe allergies or it could be a really bad head cold or it could be the flu because, you know, all these other things still exist outside of COVID and our bodies are so susceptible to like every virus and bacteria now because we're like staying home all the time and masking. So my natural immunity is not built up. And like I said, it's two matchsticks and like a thimble. That's what it's made of. So no big introduction. I think you can obviously hear it in my voice as well. Um, I'm trying to literally exert all of my energy into being upbeat for all of you beautiful baddies out there. Um, so no big introduction this week. I am just going to talk about a couple of the cups cards that are at the top of my mind and in my heart right now. And, um, I am going to do $10 readings. I'm doing $10 readings with all of the tarot episodes that we're going to do. So if you want to get one of those, DM me on Facebook and we can get it popping, even though my voice will sound like this and I will be exhausted. <laughs> I did one the other night because this is why I'm like a little suspicious that it might be, uh, Miss Delta is because it like keeps coming back. I'll feel fine. I'll be like, Hey, I'm like 70% better, 75%. And then I did one reading and I was like, oh my God, my whole back like seized up because my muscles were aching so bad. Um, or yeah, I'll just, I'll feel like I'm 90%. I feel good. I went out and shot yesterday or day before because I got like a last minute campaign. And then today I woke up and I had to do something for another campaign. I, for, well, the one that I got the psychic reading for, I don't know if I talked about that, but I'll talk about another episode um, where I got the 
reading and I had to shoot something for it this morning and I was like, I can't, I literally can't like my brain's jumbled. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And then I'm also like, is this just pandemic fatigue? Like I'm tired because we've been in a pandemic for going on damn near two years. So everyone's been acting a fool and our government like won't take care of us and capitalism, but I won't start capitalism today. So is it literally just that I'm exhausted and I'm traumatized and that's why my body is just like, that's enough for now that this is enough. No, you know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, I am just trying to like boost my immune system as much as possible. If it obviously gets worse, I will just go get in a three hour, four hour line and get a test. Um, I mean, and I'm in Baton Rouge, so it really is like horrible here. Like we have no beds, we have no ICU beds, we have no like hospital admittances that are possible, which thinking about what if there's people that are in car accidents or having strokes or heart attacks or like scheduled procedures, none of that's happening now. Like we are in the worst part of the pandemic when a free vaccine has been available for six months at this point, And it's maddening. And also one of the reasons I don't want to go get tested is just because if I have gotten COVID after all of this, after staying in my house for 16 months, having like one week of freedom where I mask the entire time, never giving up my mask anywhere that I go, if I have COVID after all that, I'm going to snap. Like I'm going to be so mad. So I'm like, if it gets worse, we'll go from there. But if it could just be sinuses or cold or like flu, then also we'll go from there. Um, cause that's, that's it. That's going to be the last draw for your girl. I'm going to have to be coming to y'all live from prison because I'm going to snap if I got COVID after all of this, because everyone else wanted to act a fool. So like I said, we're just going to get started, even though I'm like six minutes in and we're going to talk about a couple of Cubs cards. We're going to do the same format where I read, um, about them from Betty Terrell and we'll talk about it a little bit. And I'm just really picking cards that I'm feeling drawn to currently. Now, I do want to say I wanted to talk about Three of Cups today because I just like perennially love that card. I love the idea of friendship and community and sisterhood and good champagne. <laughs> it's like something I'm reflecting on a lot while I'm writing this book. But uh, I'm not being called to it today. And I think it's because my immune system is a piece of cheese in a mousetrap. As, as mentioned. So I just wanted to point out that I do very much love that card and have an affinity for it, but we will not be talking about it today. In fact, we are going to be starting with the Ace of Cups. I do. I, okay. So there's a lot of cards in the tarot deck as I'm learning that I'll, I'll forget the meaning because there's so many cards, but I'll just remember when I see that visual, I'm like, oh, I really like that card. I don't remember anything about it, but I know that when I did read about it before, I really liked it. So Ace of Cups is one of those. I really like the meaning of it, even though I cannot remember what it is, but it's also like uh, the Three of Hearts, Three of Hearts. Oh my gosh. <sighs> is this going to go okay, you guys? Um, it's like the Three of Swords. With the swords piercing the hearts, I, I just am drawn to that illustration. Even though, obviously, like, as I gushed about in the most depressing episode about swords, that I do like the duality of it. I like the dark and the light. I like the, like, the death and the rebirth of them all, right? Um, but it's also just, I feel like, with tarot, and this could be wrong and this could just be me, but I do feel like some of the intuitive to it, intuitiveness to it is being drawn to the illustrations and kind of sparking with a certain um, 
a certain face that you see in a card or a certain element to it, or even like the colors in it. And I know all decks can be different. You know, like I work with modern witch tarot, like I said, and so it's not going to look the same as Raider, Rider, Waif. <laughs> I never remember what it's called, but like the one we all know and some love. I know obviously these are very drastic uh, depictions and very varied from the, the more traditional decks. But um, yeah, I do find that the aesthetics of just looking at a card and the design of it is does play a part in like your what cards you are intuitively drawn to. So all that to say, I really like the illustration of the Ace of Cups. Um, and I do remember when I learned it or I was reading about it the first time being like, oh, I really like that meaning and then absolutely forgot about it because there's so many to remember. So Ace of Cups. Oh, and if you, ha I probably should have been posting pictures of these the whole time, right? Oh gosh, sorry. Um, I just realized most of you know tarot better than me though, so you probably know what they look like. If you don't, um, when I post this episode, comment and I'll give you the pictures and then you'll actually know. But it's a hand hold. I should describe them, right? My bad. Uh, oh wait, no, I do describe them. I just remembered. Y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm so sick. <laughs> okay. So Ace of Cups description, I'm losing it. Uh, so do the keywords, upright, love, new relationships, compassion, and creativity, reverse, self-love, intuition, and repressed emotions. Fa sounds very Piscean, which I think is why I like this card so much. Ace of Cups description. Description? Description. <laughs> I'm too sick to be doing this. Okay. I love y'all. That's why I wanted to do it because I know you kind of got back into a rhythm of hearing my voice again and us all hanging out. And so I didn't want to like you know, be gone too long, essentially. All right. The Ace of Cups shows a chalice overflowing with five streams of water. The cup represents the vessel of your subconscious mind. The five streams are your five senses and the abundant emotion and intuition flowing from within you. The hand holding the cup is sliding out of the clouds, a symbol of your awareness of spiritual energy and influence. Below the hand is a vast sea covered with lotus blossoms, signifying the awakening of the human spirit. A dove descends towards the cup, a symbol of divine love flowing through the subconscious mind to conscious awareness. That's not, oh, that just sounds awesome. I love it. It really, um, as I'm reading about it, it reminds me of Quan Yin in my deck. If you've done readings with me before, or you know the, um, oh gosh, the goddess guidance deck that I use. It reminds me a lot of Quan Yin and also Lakshmi. And I, not to like have favorites. I know it's not right to have favorites, but if you do readings with me, you know I say Lakshmi's my favorite. And she is, I, I, well, I have obviously like a few favorites in my deck, but Lakshmi, like she really means something to me. And, um, Kuan Yin is the first card that ever showed itself to the deck for me when it, like the first reading I ever did ever pulled a card, tried any of this. So she's really special to me too. So reading just even that description is showing me why this card has always been one that stuck out to me kind of even just aesthetically. Okay. Upright Ace of Cups. With the Ace of Cups, divine love and compassion are pouring through you. You are a vessel for deep spiritual love from the universe, and you can't keep, and you can't help. <laughs> this is going to be rough. I'm sorry. You can't help but let the love flow through you and into the world. You receive love. You give love. You are love. Your heart overflows. Ah! <laughs> Especially like talking about Kuan Yin too, because her card is all about compassion, but it is this like, I was about to make up a word when you talk about Nirvana, but this Nirvanic, which is I think a word I just made up, sorry. Um, this kind of idea of like, she, and the mythology that I've learned through the cards, um, she kind of like stays here to help us focus on compassion and self-love. And when we 
we reached like the apex of that. That is when she kind of goes into this nirvana state. Uh, this is very poorly trying to talk about Buddhism. Uh, no offense to anyone. I actually would very much like to get into Buddhism and it's something that I feel like um, perhaps would be the correct religion for me if I really deep dived it, but more on that to come. But yeah, uh, she really is about compassion, self-love, the overflowing of love, the divine sense of love. And that like compassion is something that we have to always pay to ourselves for before we're able to give it to other people and the idea of being an empty vessel. So yeah, it's really interesting just to see for myself, um, that, that these two cards really do reflect each other. It's really cool. And that she has such a like significance to me personally, and that I'm so like obsessed with this card for some reason, which I guess we're figuring out right now. Okay. Uh, where was I? I do not remember. Okay. Now is the perfect time for you to open your heart and experience the rich flow of emotions available to you right now. You are more receptive to creative opportunities, loving connections, and deep compassion for other living beings. Compassion. Uh, as with all aces in the tarot, this card comes as an invitation. Will you take it? Will you say yes? to divine love and compassion, and will you run with it? The Ace of Cups carries the potential for spiritual and emotional fulfillment, but only if you embrace it with an open heart. This card often appears in tarot readings when you are open to creative expression, especially when you can allow your emotions to shine through your endeavors. You may be inspired to start a new project, take an art class, or even engage in interpretive dance. At this point in your life, you are comfortable... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> because it made me think of liturgical dancers in church and that used to send me you know when you're in well if you ever had to go to church when you were younger and there were just moments where you were like I'm gonna lose it like don't look at me because I'm gonna laugh and you're gonna laugh and we're gonna get to trouble whenever the liturgical dancers would come out I would lose my mind so it just kind of made me laugh terrible I'm I'm not clear-headed enough so I'm telling you like all of my bad secrets but it used to send me especially as someone who like studied dance my entire childhood like wanted to be a professional ballerina um like the costumes the lack of pointed feet the lack of coordination it would just send me to the moon and I would have to like walk out of church my mom would be like elbowing me <laughs> okay at this point in your life, you are comfortable with who you are and happily express this part of yourself to others. You see fresh potential in allowing your creative juices to flow. Oh, that phrasing was terrible. And I always say like juices on this podcast, which also my apologies. Let your imagination and talent unfurl to new possibilities. The Ace of Cups often the Ace of Cups often represents a new relationship, be it a friendship, a new family connection, or blossoming romance. It is exciting, fluttery even, and you are so glad to have met someone with whom you can share a special connection. Give yourself permission to open yourself to giving and receiving unconditional love, and you will notice that affection flows effortlessly when you are in this loving state of mind. The water in the card reflects the flow of emotion, and thus the Ace of Cups suggests that the enthusiasm you two generate will get you fired up about yourself and life. There is a generous, compassionate side to the Ace of Cups too. See this as a time of giving, not taking, and make the most of any opportunity to help others. You have the power to share your inner radiance and positive energy, bringing great happiness to those around you. And you will find that the more you give, the more you receive on multiple levels. Finally, the Ace of Cups. Uh-oh! <laughs> Not this. Okay, there's a lot of you that obviously know tarot better than me. So you would know what I'm about to say. And you've probably been giggling the whole time knowing I'm going to get to this part. I played myself. Okay, 
finally, the Ace of Cups can signify conception, pregnancy, or birth. Look to the other cards in the reading for further confirmation, such as the Empress, Page of Cups, or Four of Wands. One, one or more metaphor on a more metaphorical level, it may mean the birth of new ideas or spark of inspiration, which reminds me of Ostara in my deck. Something in which you can invest a great deal of loving and creative energy. <laughs> Did I say this when I talked about the Major Arcana? I really, really liked the Empress card when I first started like messing around with Tarot. I just thought she was so cool and brilliant and beautiful and seductive, not in like necessarily a sexual sense, but also like in that way, but also just seductive and like, well, not seductive, but sensual. Like there was a sensuality to that card. And then I kept being like, reading about it and being like motherhood, pregnancy, birth. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> and honestly, like, I'm not that close to that card. And it was close to that card. But I don't really feel that same kind of attraction to that card knowing that because like, I reject the whole motherhood thing so much for me personally. And it made me like that card less. <laughs> so ridiculous. But Ace of Cups is here to stay. I won't be so, um, so, I guess, shallow when it comes to this card. No pun intended for all the water. Okay, so the reversed Ace of Cups. Yes, this is the self-love card of the tarot deck. In the upright position, the Ace of Cups is about love for all things. In the reverse position, it speaks to love for oneself. That's so beautiful. So before you send your love out to the world, send love to yourself, filling up every cell in your body with divine love and happiness. And the more you do this, the more you can exist and flow with life itself. Yeah, this is just Kuan Yin. I mean, not to say it's just Kuan Yin, but this is why I vibe with this card so hard because it is that compassion theme, that self-love theme. It's about serving yourself before you can serve others, making sure that you're not an empty vessel because you can't pour from that. The reverse Ace of Cups is a sign that you are in connection with your subconscious mind and attuned to your intuition. You are exploring this part of yourself privately right now and discovering how you can bring more intuition and flow into your life. On the flip side, the Ace of Cups reverse may be a sign that you're repressing your emotions. <laughs> me um not wanting to express yourself fully to the outside world you have your reasons for keeping your feelings close and not wanting others to know what's going on inside you may feel embarrassed or afraid of what might happen if you were to express your emotions you may worry that if you allow your feelings to overflow they might turn into an overwhelming flood that can't be switched off however be careful that you do not create an internal blockage by repressing how you feel i want to say something about that blockage thing real quick um, I find that when I am very stressed out, I literally can like feel blockages in my physical body. Um, not that like my body's not functioning the way it's supposed to, but I can literally, there's this one part in my lower left abdomen, like intestine area, ew, gross, sorry, uh, that I can feel like a block building when I am stressed out or when I just don't feel well or when I'm like spiritually congested. And so, yeah, like in a physical sense, it's something to watch out for too. Because I've had one since I got back from New York, literally like landed in Louisiana and it came, I could feel it again because my body is rejecting this place. <laughs> so just be aware, like as much as we talk about our spiritual selves and like self-care and self-love and investing in ourselves, um, be aware of the ways that your physical body can react to spiritual situations and the way that especially if your chakras are blocked and like your root chakra your uh sacral or solar plexus like down in the lower part of your body that it can actually feel like physical blockages or congestion so all that to say louisiana is trying to kill me obviously 
Um, if you are not ready to share your emotions, that's okay. You can find ways to release them privately through journaling, creative projects, movement, or screaming your frustrations and anger out in a car. That is one of my personal favorites. I love a good scream session. In a relationship reading, the reverse Ace of Cups can show that you are withholding your emotions for fear of getting hurt. You know that you must trust in your partner or the relationship for the relationship to move forward, but for the time being, you are holding back. I mean, yeah, I feel like this card. <laughs> I feel like my the other thing about this card is obviously it's water, right? And I'm all water, but I feel like it kind of reads me the house down boots. Like this card speaks a lot to kind of my divine purpose but it also speaks a lot to my insecurities and it speaks a lot to my impediments that I put on place on myself that last thing about relationships and how I don't trust people um or not even don't trust people but I have a hard time with the concept of like partnership as in vulnerability I always talk about how I will finally date someone or consider long-term commitment with someone when I can find an equal. I talk about that a lot, not necessarily on here, but like to my friends who are probably tired of it. Um, but also I, strangely, because I am a bit of a public facing career person, um, I will get a lot of questions from strangers or just kind of acquaintances that are like, why are you single? Like you're X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, I see, I'm single because I choose to be single. I'm not actively looking to meet anyone. And I know the universe will deliver someone to me when the timing is right, or it won't. And I'll be alone. And that's cool too. Like I'm fine with either outcome. Um, but I talk a lot about like not willing to settle for someone that isn't my direct equal. But as much as I talk mad shit about that, <laughs> and go on and on about it. Like it's a, a tenant that my love life is going to be built around. I also know that one of my truly greatest weaknesses in my love life and in relationships is that I am not actually built for partnership. I was just thinking about this today, like the familial transactional relationships we have where you are expected to like take care of other people, even if it's, even if it's something that you've never signed up for or desired. Like, obviously my big thing is I don't want to have kids for 10,000 different reasons. I could honestly make an entire YouTube video about, and I've thought about it, but whew, the backlash, um, <laughs> or not the backlash, but like probably all the defensive comments I would maybe get, which understandable. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about just like how your parents raised you for so long. And then you kind of in turn start raising your parents and you don't really ask for that. And if you're a person like me, who's not I'm, I'm really good at taking care of other people, but it's not something I want to do. It's not something I desire to do or seek to do, thus not wanting to have children. Um, I, I also don't want partnership for the same reason because I literally just don't want to have to take care of someone else, consider someone else, be an equal with somewhere else where I have to like carry on their burdens as well. So even though I talk about constantly like, oh, I'm just waiting for like my perfect equal <laughs> like when it gets here in partnership. Would I be a bad partner? Because I don't necessarily have the vulnerability. I don't necessarily have the trust. I still always very much think about myself as an individual body and spirit and person where my money is my money. My home is my home. My projects are my projects. My accomplishments are my accomplishments. My successes are my successes. My failures are my failures. And I don't know if I'll ever get to a point where I can share that with someone. And maybe that's why I'm not going to. You know what I mean? But Ace of Cups definitely just highlighted that there might be a blockage there where I'm not sharing or where people it's coming up for people who aren't open and vulnerable and sharing and raw and honest with their emotions and with 
within romantic relationships. And that's something I'm finding I definitely have some kind of issue with. Now, I could meet not Bill Skarsgård. I don't even have like a, I'm so tapped out of the love relationship, men, women thing at this point. I don't even have a celebrity crush. Like I used to thrive on my celebrity crushes, but Bill Skarsgård, throwback, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, he betrayed me by becoming a father. And that's my least favorite thing a person can do when I'm attracted to them. (laughs) And um, I, I just haven't loved anyone since. So yeah, I don't even, but if I met, um, who, who's the person that's attractive and a celebrity? I don't know why, but the rock keeps coming to me, even though I'm not that attracted to (laughs) someone. Um, I got nothing. I got nothing. But if Prince Charming, let's say, um, finally came to my doorstep and he's like, I've been waiting for you all this time and I'm ready and I'm here and let's do this. I don't know if I could still get my act together to do a legitimately, a legitimate equal partnership. So that is dating corner, but also why Ace of Cups, I feel like really speaks to me because it speaks to like the light that I feel like is inside of me, but also speaks to like the darkness inside of me. So it's like my perfection, my perfections, my perfections, is that a word? My, my good and my flaws, the things that I, I love about myself and the things that I think other people like value in me and the things that I know that are, um, my flaws. basically. (laughs) So I think that's why I am so into that card. Okay. So, um, the card I'm going to do last, I think is just going to kind of blow away all those things that I just said, (laughs) but let's do seven of cups next. And then we're going to do 10 of cups. So Let's start with seven. Keywords, upright, opportunities, choices, wishful thinking, illusion. Reverse, alignment, personal values, overwhelmed by choices. <laughs> These cards are dragging me. I thought that this one was going to be so cheerful. The whole so- Swords episode, I was like, I love this card. <laughs> now Cups, which I thought was going to be so upbeat and cheerful and like, oh, about great emotions and creativity and opportunities. It's kind of dragging me a little bit, but I deserve it. Okay, so Seven of Cups description. In the Seven of Cups, a man stands before seven cups filled with various gifts. Some cups bear desirable gifts such as jewels and a wreath of victory, but others hold gifts that are not gifts at all. Instead, they are curses, such as the snake or dragon. The clouds in the cup symbolizes the man's wishes and dreams, and the different gifts inside suggest that you need to be careful with what you wish for, as not everything is as it seems. Choices need to be made, but in doing so, you must go beyond illusion (laughs) and allure and instead focus on what's right for you. I can't believe I'm doing an entire episode on a suite of the tarot that specifically drags Pisces. Like, not just water signs, but like ruled by Neptune. Everything is an illusion, rose-colored glasses, and you can't make up your mind. I deserve this. (laughs) Okay. A bright seven of cups. The Seven of Cups is a card of new opportunities, choices, and at times, illusion. And isn't Neptune still retrograde? I believe it will be until October or November. Please correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, But it is, in its retrograde cycle, about breaking illusions. It's about not being delusional. Um, It's about seeing things for what they really are, taking the glasses off, and, and not being trapped in kind of this dream and this haze that you usually function through. Because, you know, we're, we're shattering all that to see reality and to go from there. 
Okay, so when the Seven of Cups appears in a tarot reading, you have many options and opportunities from which you can choose, but be careful. You are prone to illusion and unrealistic ideals. <laughs> I'm going to need an ice pack after this because I'm getting hit over the head. An opportunity with promises, which with promises of more money, more fame, or more power may sound appealing, but as you look deeper into what it what is on offer, you may realize it's not everything it's cracked up to be. Your ego may pull you in a specific direction, but it's important to check in with your higher self first. Evaluate your options and dig below the surface to discover what's involved with each choice. This is such a good reminder, I think, for all of us. Just, especially like I just got a flash of the word desperate. This is such an obviously desperate time and we're so desperate on like whatever level it is, if it's monetarily, if it's like in relationships, if it's for opportunities, if it's just to like kind of make it through with ourselves. We're so desperate to see things for the best, even though there's a lot of forces at work that obviously want to deliver us with like the worst outcomes. I just think this is a really good reminder and very poignant for right now. What a great card I picked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Often the seven of cups can be a sign of wishful thinking and projecting into the future about what you would like to create rather than taking action here in the present to make it happen. This is about how I like will work on my book for one second every day and then be like, I'm going to scroll on Twitter for 12 hours. <laughs> for example, you may wish for a fitter, more healthy body until it's time to get out there and exercise. Oh, ouch. I felt that one too. Or you might wish for a successful business fueled by passive income, but you're not ready and willing to put in the hard work now to enjoy the fruits of your labor later. Wow. I can't believe I just picked a card that's dragging me so succinctly and telling you literally all of my insecurities and secrets. That's what this episode should be called, Insecurities and Secrets, because I do have a really big thing about, um, and I've talked about this in podcasts, I'm obsessed with instant gratification. That's why I can't even online shop, because I want it now. Uh, to quote Veruca Salt, as I normally do, don't care how, I want it now. I have such an issue with that, and I do tend to... Um, I think it's also a product or a trauma from being a gifted kid in school that if you want it the best and you want it immediately, and if you don't get that, you give up on it. Like the, literally I've said this, the only reason I stuck with this podcast is because of all of you. <laughs> if it wouldn't have become kind of like, you know, popular for what it is, I would have been like, ah, that's enough. <laughs> so literally you're the reason all of you. It, I'm making that sound like an accusation. No, like you're the reason I kept it together to do the podcast as long as I have, even with like taking that big stop and not really knowing what was going for there because I felt responsible to show up for all of you. And I really love just like the community with all of you. So sorry. I didn't mean to make that sound like this is your fault. <laughs> no, it's you're brilliant because of it. If you spend most of your time wishing but not doing the work, then it's time to choose just one thing and make it happen. You may find that your ideas are not grounded in reality. Your plans might sound fabulous in your imagination, but when it comes to implementing them, you may realize they do not work in the real world. The Seven of Cups may be a sign of shiny object syndrome, where you keep finding the next big thing, but you fail to see any of those new opportunities through to the end. When you are constantly in the idea phase, you miss the chance to bring your de designs into fruition. Again, now is the time to focus on the one thing that will move you closer to your goal. Resist the temptations to get sidetracked with one, with other ideas as they arise. Um, if, need, if need be, know your ideas as they come up and stay focused on the one thing you're doing. I will say this is one strength that I feel like I have and something that I like will kind of yell at my friends about is having failure to launch syndrome where they'll have these amazing ideas and they just never... <clears throat> I saw this thing the other day. 
on Twitter where I'm on Twitter for 12 hours instead of writing my book. And it said like, dear black girl, please don't let your best ideas die in your notes app. And I was like, Ooh, why is this so loud? <laughs> why is this coming for me? And like, regardless of who you are, don't let your best ideas die, like written down on a piece of paper. Um, and I do find a lot that it is like, you don't have the confidence in yourself to do it and not to be like, you're not confident, but it's just like, it's hard to put yourself out there and to start with a new idea, especially when it's something that's like totally your baby. But the one thing I can do is get myself to do it. I don't have failure to launch syndrome. I have like failure to stick with it when it isn't immediately making me a million dollars syndrome. <laughs> but I think that's a really good call out for those cards from all for all of us as well is <clears throat> you have to actually stick with the thing you're doing. You actually have to pick one or two things that you really want to pursue and you have to keep the momentum going. You have to do the hard work. You have to sacrifice now. But also that you have to just like take the first step, even if it's the teeniest, tiniest, little bitty baby step, you know. So I really love that about this card as well. This card is inviting you to move out of the idea and options phase and choose. Each will have its pros and cons. It's up to you to make sure that the option you select is in alignment with your purpose and highest good, even if you feel somewhat paralyzed by the options available to you. <sighs> I'm getting dragged right now. <laughs> I just think about that a lot. Like I was talking to that psychic that I had to do the reading with for work, which was really cool. Like I really enjoyed it. And I was telling her something that I've always had a problem with, which is very much a diamond shoes or two tight thing is that I always have so many options available that I am terrified of picking the wrong one because I have picked the wrong ones in the past. And it's like, no, it's not life or death, but sometimes it's like when you, I mean, when you set yourself off on a journey, then you're on the road, you know, and sometimes you can't back up. Sometimes you just have to go through like the brambles and the thorns. Like when Prince Philip is trying to get to Aurora, he has to go through all of that, like thicket. That's what it's like sometimes when you pick the wrong path. And so I've gotten to the point, especially in relationships where I've been like talking to two or three guys at once. And then I pick one and it's been so catastrophic that I kind of don't trust myself to pick anymore. So I'd rather have the choices available and just know that I have those choices rather than like close off the other ones to just pursue one. I have a big problem with that. This is so revelatory about all of my issues. <laughs> Welcome to therapy by bad Witch. Okay. But hopefully it's actually helping a lot of you listening because you might face or deal with the same things. Okay, reverse seven of cups. The reverse seven of cups often appears when you're face when you face several different choices, and instead of choosing the option that may appeal to others, you're relying on your inner wisdom and guidance to show you the best way. You may come up with your own criteria to help you make decisions in alignment with your inner being. If you find yourself with multiple opportunities or ideas, ground yourself first and reflect on what you want for the long term. Well, this is good advice. <laughs> For like 10 years later, when I've already made my bad choices, I'm sure I'll make more bad ones. No worries. All these shiny new objects in front of you have a certain magic power over you right now. And you're at risk of losing focus if you choose, if you chase after pipe dreams, take a step back and assess the options against your priorities to work out which opportunities will be the real benefit to you. As a card of choices and options, the reverse seven of cups can mean you are overwhelmed by choice and cannot move forward. Reduce your options and focus on what is important to you. You don't need to keep searching for that big idea. You have what you need. Make your pick and move forward with it. This is a great card. This is a really good card. And I'll be honest, part of the reason I'm attracted to it, like going back to that visual thing, is because I like that some of the cups have like really pretty things in them. <laughs> 
As someone who loves a luxury, um, you know, I like that in different interpretations. It'll be like a beautiful piece of jewelry or like a crown or like a beautiful woman's face. Like all of these things that materially we feel like we may be attracted to for one reason or another. But I also do like that there's a little danger in it because that speaks to my more like impulsive, <laughs> my Scorpio side, if you will. So yeah, aesthetically, that's why I am into this. But I also... I think I am drawn to the idea of just looking at the card and seeing that it does represent a lot of possibilities and options because I, for me personally, I'm the kind of person who, even though I'm scared of making the wrong choice, I like having a lot of options at my disposal because as afraid as I am of making the wrong choice, I'm more afraid of not having any choices at all. So I think I'm just saying, like going back to aesthetically and visually why I'm into that card, that's one of the reasons that I'm drawn to it. <clears throat> Okay, so let's go on to 10 of cups and we're just going to undo all the things that I've talked about with love relationships. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> 10 of cups, tarot card meetings, upright keywords, divine love, blissful relationships, harmony, alignment. I already know what it is. It's that this is something that even though I may not be conscious of seeking it, my subconscious is seeking this. And um, that's why this card like really, really speaks to me. The idea of union reversed disconnection, misaligned values, struggling relationships. That's probably more the side I'm on. Okay. 10 of cups description on the 10 of cups, a loving couple stands together, arms outstretched as their two children play nearby. They look towards their home on the hill and a beautiful rainbow in the sky filled with 10 cups. These two have true everlasting love and have everything they could ever wish for. The home, the kids, and most importantly, fulfilling love. And they share their bond with the people around them. The family home symbolizes stability and comfort, while the grassy hill signifies fertility and the river marks the flow of emotion. The rainbow signals the end of difficult times and is a sign from the divine that everything will be okay. The idyllic scene, wow, hi, I'm from Louisiana. The, the idyllic scene... <laughs> The idyllic scene is one of true emotional fulfillment and divine love. That's beautiful. Okay, upright Ten of Cups. The Ten of Cups embodies happiness, joy, and emotional contentment, particularly in your relationships and family. You have created an abundance of love and happiness in your life, and you now share this love with others, expanding your heart even more. Oh, I do want to say too, like obviously everyone's love and happiness and bliss and relationships and family and home look differently. So just because this description is like the two kids, the white picket fence, you know, the man and the woman, that doesn't mean that's what it has to represent for everyone <clears throat> and ideas of like what that has to look like for it to actually represent fulfilling love and contentment. I know that's obvious. I just wanted to say it because... A lot of these cards are very heteronormative, <laughs> very like traditional heteronormative nuclear family ideas, but that's not what a family has to look like. And I, I know you all know that. Okay. This card often appears when you are surrounded by your loved ones with whom you share a deep and powerful connection. You appreciate and support each other and together you help each other reach your highest potential. It brings you so much joy to see your loved ones succeed and live happy lives. The Ten of Cups is the happy family card. Suggesting that your family relationships are harmonious and loving right now. No one is fighting or causing any tension. All family members are getting along with each other and sharing in the love and happiness that surrounds you. This card may appear in a reading when you are spending more time with family, perhaps on a holiday, reunion, or event where you can rest and relax together, creating fun and happy family memories, mem memories, memories and strong bonds. 
The Ten of Cups is a positive card for romantic relationships and may indicate either a new or blissful relationship or long-term commitment, such as engagement, marriage, or starting a family together. You share an everlasting love and may believe that you are soulmates destined to be with one another. When the Ten of Cups pops up in your tarot reading, you have a sense of wholeness, completion, and alignment in your relationships with others. You're experiencing an idyllic state of peace, harmony, and love where your dreams and wishes have come true. Take a moment to step back and appreciate everything you accomplished. You created a life of connection and bliss by following your heart and trusting your intuition. The Ten of Cups encourages you to follow your heart and trust your intuition to lead you to the opportunities aligned with your highest good. Your feelings and emotions will guide you. When something feels fantastic, do more of it. And when something doesn't feel right, do less of it. That is some very keen advice. I like that. So simple. So true. Allow your inner guidance to lead the way. Seek out opportunities that fulfill you and align with your personal values instead of following the path that others expect you to take. That's what I mean when I say like it doesn't have to look the way the card looks and it doesn't have to look the way everyone expects it to look or the way society tells you to look as long as it's what makes you happy. I love that. Okay, so reverse ten of cups. When the reverse ten of cups cards when the well, when the reverse ten of cups card appears in the tarot reading, you are seeking greater harmony and connection in your relationships. In your mind, you have wished for a beautiful, harmonious relationship, but in reality, you feel disconnected and disengaged from your loved ones. It may seem as if something is missing, or you're struggling to communicate honestly, empathize, and engage with one another. Each time you try to connect, something goes wrong and you end up even more with even more distance between you. You may have unrealistic expectations of the relationship. <laughs> That's me. Uh, that everything will be perfect and rosy every minute you are together. That's very me. If this resonates, then realign your expectations and realize that every relationship has its ups and downs. Or you may no longer be fit for each other, in which case you may consider leaving. That's something I was talking about, like, so this obsession with my idea of my equal is that Something I say a lot about dating and relationships, aside from dump him, is that I'll have exactly what I want or I won't have it at all, which I know is like ridiculous <laughs> like, and counterintuitive to how a relationship healthily functions. But I do have this idea, this illusion in my mind of like perfection. I love the idea of perfection. I love the idea of like attaining perfection in all ways, not like not just in dating and relationships. And so that's something this card is like, I'm actively thinking while I'm reading, this is something I need to let go of. Like it literally says it's not going to be like perfect every single second. There's ups and downs. That's how life works. So I really, really enjoy that reminder. If it works for anyone else too. You all probably are much more stable than I am. <laughs> the Ten of Cups invites you to seek out common ground with your loved ones and rebuild the relationship from there. See the other people as a divine being worthy of your love and equally see yourself as a divine being worthy of theirs. Love and be loved. Open the lines of communication and be ready to hold space for one another so you can connect on a deeper, more loving level. Be compassionate, understanding, and respectful, and seek harmony with one another. The reverse ten of cups can also appear when you are contemplating what a loving relationship means to you. <laughs> hmm. <coughs> Chokes for being so silly. Okay. Rather than building relationships with others, you are focusing your attention inward so you can gain clarity about what you want from a relationship. Ask yourself what an ideal relationship looks like to you and how you want to give and receive love. That's what I've done this entire podcast episode. How timely. Consider you can bring more of this energy into future relationships. You may look at your existing relationships and check in with to see how those re these relationships align with your desires. Let go of any that no longer bring you fulfillment and happiness and welcome to new relationships in alignment with your highest good. 
the tenant, why did I, I, when I was starting, I was like, you're going to be so like tired by the time you're done. Cause you're reading so much. And I am, but I feel like these cards are telling us some really important messages. So it's all worth it. The ten of cups reverse can reveal a misalignment of personal values. You are not living by your own values, nor are you being true to yourself. Instead, you are allowing others to decide what will and will not make you happy when you know you should be, be determining that yourself. As a result, you are questioning whether you believe in what you are doing. Bring your focus back to what truly makes you happy, even if it differs from what others expect. Finally, the reverse ten of cups may suggest that you are neglecting your family while you pursue more material goals, such as progressive such as progressing your career or making more money. Your work-life balance is out of whack and you are spending less and less quality time with your family. If you continue to neglect your family, you'll find that relationships will suffer and you may not achieve an overall sense of contentment and happiness as planned. Okay, here's the thing. I thought when I did the Swords episode, it was going to just drag us and be so dramatic and so deep and in-depth that I feel like that was I mean, for me, it was a really fun episode to do. I really enjoyed it. And I thought Cups was going to be so light and airy and and just like about abundance and manifesting. And I feel so much more like touched by this episode. And obviously I should have expected that because Cups is all about our emotions and the depth of our emotions and, and that, you know, even still waters run deep kind of thing. So what a surprise. I thought this was going to be much more uplifting. But I feel like this has actually turned into a very emotional episode, but a beautiful emotional episode um, that we can take a lot from because I do, obviously. See, if I knew more about tarot, I would have known how emotional this was going to be. <laughs> but that's the part. <coughs> Sorry. That is a part of the learning process and that is what we are here to do. Um, but yeah, those were just the three cups cards that were kind of leaping out, speaking to me, jumping out when I was thinking about them this week and last week a bit, thinking about wanting to do this episode, <clears throat> kind of just going out on, um, going off of what hits my mind and what I can like visualize the best and intuitively picking cards to talk about. So those are the ones, but what, you know, how beautiful, how beautiful to think about love and fulfillment and contentment and opportunity and making the right choice and setting your foot out there. And, and all of this that you're able to manifest and all the love and compassion that's inside you and all of this divinity that runs through all of us, like that's so beautiful. But man, this was a deep cut, <laughs> which obviously, why did I think the one that's related to water would be deep and emotional? <laughs> it's a, we're learning. You're, I'm learning. You probably know more than I do, but we're learning together. Anyway, so I think I am done here. Um, I would like to do one more, but I think I've been doing about three cards an episode and I just don't know if I can keep going. Uh, so hopefully by next week I'll be feeling better. So I don't have to do another one that sounds like this where my brain isn't quite working, all the way. but thank you for sticking it out. If you did, you know, I felt like with this one, we should have a little bit of homework. We haven't had any bad witch homework in a while. Um, and I think maybe it would be good to do a little journaling assignment. It doesn't have to be anything specific. You don't have to write about anything necessarily in relations to these three cards. I'm just, as I was reading it and as I'm talking about it now, I just have this picture in my mind of like an open journal and a, a page just being filled. And so I would just call it a free writing assignment. I'm saying assignment. You don't have to obviously like read it in front of the class next time we meet. <laughs> 
but yeah, just open up a blank page, get a pen, get a pencil, get a quill, whatever you want, and just write and just see what bubbles up and boils over. Like now I have this kind of image. When I was doing my reading as well, um, the psychic, she basically was like, I mean, I'm telling you all this stuff, but you already know all this stuff because you're clear cognizant. And I was like, I know. <laughs> She's like, you download images and words, don't you? And I was like, yeah, it kind of is just like a direct download. And I just have this thing that I've always had. And so we spent a good chunk talking about that. So I'm trying to tap into using that more as well when I do these podcast episodes for just like readings in my day-to-day -day life. That is how I do my readings. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, I'm just getting this vision now of like writing in a journal, filling up the page. And then I'm getting this vision of like a cauldron that's bubbling over because you're just letting it spill. It's not that you're pouring, you know, you're letting it bubble up. So whatever just comes out of you, let that be the thing that you write and then come back and read it later and see if, you know, if you wrote about family or career goals, if those things have come to fruition or if things have changed that you weren't happy about, or if you're still stuck in the same pattern and you are realizing it because you wrote it, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, six months ago, and you can make adjustments from there. So just a little writing assignment because that's what kept popping into my head as I was recording. And other than that, I will see you for our next tarot installment, which will be, I think I want to talk about wands next. I think. I told you, wands and pentacles, I'm like, <laughs> easing myself into I don't feel like the major connection as I do with the other ones but I'm ready to explore them and those will definitely be more like I'm intuitively picking off of what image is speaking to me and we'll just go from there so yeah I hope you enjoyed this episode thank you for speaking it out because I know I sound literally disgusting I'm so sorry about that um and please send me some good vibes and some well wishes some well wishes like I'm like setting off on a transatlantic cruise and you're like wishing me safe travels. <laughs> Whatever. Um, no, send me some please healing vibes. And again, I am doing $10 readings with these episodes. If anyone would like to do them, DM me and we will get it going. Other than that, I love you all so much. Please do try uh, the little writing assignment to just free write and see what bubbles up to the surface. And I will talk to you all next time. Mwah. Blessed be. Goodbye. <laughs>